Hello and thank you for joining the Armchair Champion podcast. It is Tori, the Armchair Champion. I'm excited to come to you with uh, yet another season of NFL football. I'm definitely excited because the season is starting. Um, get to see uh, get to see these Dallas Cowboys go at it another season here. Um, at one point in time, we thought we wouldn't have a season with everything that's been going on with the uh, pandemic and everything. You know, all of your precautions and you know how how rampant it's been um for a while there we thought we would not have a season but we have a season and everyone in football land can finally celebrate and breathe the fresh air uh breathe fresh air um <clears throat> excuse me we can finally celebrate and unwind and just get ready for yet another season of uh football here um which means another season of Dallas Cowboys, which also means another season that we can all talk about. But this season is different. Um, everything is new for the Dallas Cowboys. So as you all know, unless you've been hiding under a rock, um, we no longer have Jason Garrett at the helm as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. We now have uh, Coach Mike McCarthy, who uh, comes to us from the uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, the man who's won a Super Bowl and been to uh, a few NFC championships himself. He's got he's steep in playoff experience. And he uh, was let go out of Green Bay about maybe two years ago. Um, took a year off from coaching. And, you know, there's a documentary out. And what he did, he started to evaluate everything. He brought together a few people um, with a specialized expertise, you know, special teams, defense, offense, um, things of that nature. And he started to review uh, different things that he that could be changed, you know, doing a lot of analysis, breakdowns. Um, and I'm excited for the season. Uh, I'm excited for it because you know, we have a new coach, a guy who has that kind of playoff experience, who knows what it takes to run a team and get them into the playoffs. Um, so my expectations for the Mike McCarthy era as it begins, I expect a very good season. I would like to win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to go uh, as far as to say we're going to win the Super Bowl because there's this gross little stigma that Cowboys fans think we're going to the Super Bowl all the time. But you want that to happen for your team, but I'm not going to jump the shark and say we're going to the Super Bowl. But I, from McCarthy, I expect a Super Bowl caliber um, organization, staff, roster. I expect that, you know, and from what we've been hearing from camp, even though we've not been getting any uh, deep uh insight into it uh not a lot of in-depth details but from what i'm hearing you know at camp i've been keeping up with it mostly through social media um so far you know mike mccarthy air is looking good here you know the defense is, apparently is ramped up in the front seven and that's always a promising thing to hear um very promising because you know hey uh, you want that defense to be uh, firing on all cylinders. And last year, our defense, though, you know, performed fairly well. You know, we still gave up 100-yard rushers and, 
you know, our secondary wasn't looking, you know, the best. So, and we kept that defense on the field a lot, but, you know, the defense, you know, just, just good to see them turning a corner here. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this multiple set defense looks like, you know, as opposed to having one base package. So that's going to be a very exciting detail. And I can't wait to get into it. I want to see exactly how it looks. Um, and they made some acquisitions. Uh, they made uh, the acquisition of Dontari Poe. Um, Gerald McCoy, although unfortunately Gerald McCoy got injured and then he got uh, waived. Um, <clears throat> so we made those acquisitions. Um, the draft looked great. Uh, we drafted very well, in my opinion. You know, we went after things we definitely needed. And speaking of the draft, I'm excited to see C.D. Lamb get out there and play. Uh, first round pick, he fell to us at our pick number 17. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see C.D. Lamb get out there and play. Um, from Again, from the details, that, well, what details we can get in camp. Um, he's been looking good. He's been looking like a playmaker. And my expectations for him is, you know, he's going he's gonna to get out there and he's going to try to do his best out there it looks like he's uh at least from the limited footage i see and the, i don't know about anyone else but you know he looks like he's gonna be a playmaker out there um with time like they'll start him off with their starting him off so i think he's gonna be on the inside at slot but uh, i expect him in time to become a playmaker um if it's not immediately, it's definitely going to be sooner than most would think. But I think he's going to be a playmaker out there. And with uh, Gallup and Coop out there, uh, yes, the sky's the limit for this receiving core, you know, which is something I've been asking for for a long time. You know, just have a receiving core that's consistent and, you know, has, a lot, has good, solid depth, you know. And with Lamb... Gallup and Amari Cooper, we get three receivers on the depth chart for for wide receiver that are instant, instantly perceived as impact players. So that's an exciting thing to look for. Um, looking forward to seeing Dak's progress and seeing Zeke get out there and eat. Um, so just as far as, you know, as far as everything I'm looking forward to, uh, things are looking up. They're looking up. And it seems like with the McCarthy era overall, like get back to the McCarthy era, uh, just Mike McCarthy himself, seems to be a big culture shift. Um, whereas Dallas Cowboys, they camp and things like that sort of seemed like a sort of a Hollywood feature in some respects. Um, it seems a lot more like they're just trying to prepare for the season at hand. So a, a, a different some reports have come out the players saying the the culture change or you know the the way that things are going day to day they're going well um and better than they expected or even what they'd hoped for um and a stark comparison to the last regime that was in place um so that uh that that sounds like it's also a sign of things uh on an upward swing um, and again, like I said, we're going off limited information here because we don't get the in-depth or the, you know, or the, uh, the, the big details. We don't get a whole lot. You know, Mike McCarthy is playing close to the vest. 
And you got to respect that. You know, you got to respect that. He wants to come out and shock the world. <laughs> and, you know, you just want you, you have to respect him playing it close to the vest, you know. Um, so that, that's pretty much uh, what he's doing. But overall, I mean, I expect things to look very good here. I expect things to look good under, the, uh, under Mike McCarthy's uh, tenure as coach. And I'm wishing nothing but the best, as always, because that's my team. And, you know, he's going to – I believe that McCarthy is a coach that can get to get them, you know, a deep playoff run. Um, it doesn't seem like he deals with any, you know, any continual or any kind of dysfunction that's going to uh, pull away focus from the team. So that's a good thing. That's definitely what you want in a coach. You want him to run a tight ship and you want him to run – you know, a ship that's free from, you know, free from being mired in controversy. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely pleased with that. Um, so I, what we, what we want from Mike McCarthy is just a Super Bowl. We, we want a Super Bowl. We want multiple Super Bowls. But, you know, we want to see him run this team. Um, we want to see him run this team, basically to build championships, you know, you want to win championships, you want to build champions. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I believe, or I basically, we all, without seeing anything in depth, sight unseen, we all have to believe that Mike McCarthy is going to get us there. But regardless of what, um, just based off of his track record, based off of his history, and based off his tenure in Green Bay, I am full confident that Mike McCarthy can get us where we want to be. All we have to do is just keep on pushing and, you know, we just have to have that hungry mentality. So a lot to be um, a lot to be expected, but um, it's uh, it's looking good, at least from the little bit that we have here, a little bit of information so far. We're looking good and I'm excited to see these Cowboys play on Sunday night. So one more thing sticks out like a sore thumb, and that's the whole Dak contract situation. Now, there were offers on the table, um, and I don't think it was the money per se or the amount. It is literally the difference was one year. The Cowboys wanted five years, and Dak wanted four. So respectable, um, but it's just been a back and forth. Uh, it had been a back and forth thing until time ran out and Dak signed the franchise tag. So um, recently, we've had Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans sign a four-year contract, um, and I believe it's about uh, around forty million dollar area um, for four years. So the contract that Dak wanted, Deshaun Watson basically got from the Texans. So the biggest thing, in my opinion, is why did this deal, you know, not get done? Like he's literally asking for one year less, you know. Um, it doesn't seem like it was... Um, doesn't seem like it was anything that was uh, conceivable at the time, but Deshaun Watson got that particular contract. But the thing with the whole uh, 
contract for Dak Prescott. Like I said, it's just one year, just one whole one year, one year less. That was the contract he wanted. You know, he wasn't trying to shake the Cowboys down or anything of that nature, but they reached a stalemate and he wound up signing the franchise tender. Um, so with that and then plus the Patrick Mahomes deal, here's where it sits. Here's where it fleshes out. Say Dak gets deep into the playoffs or say, which is my hope and the hope of many other Dak supporters, Say he wins the Super Bowl. His price tag is going to go up from what their franchise tender is, and it's probably going to go per year over what a Mahomes or Watson is currently getting. So my question is this. Well, not really my question, but my thought on it is this. I think the Dallas Cowboys could have jumped in front of this and became leaders of the pack in this situation, so to speak. And I think they could have went on ahead and signed Dak to that four-year deal that he wanted. You know, they could have done that. And in my opinion, I think that they kind of dropped the ball on that one. They, In my opinion, because, you know, they, they could have gotten that done. All it was was one year less that, they, that he wanted. Um, and now you have Deshaun Watson signed for more money than what Dak was looking for in a four-year deal. So now the market is reaching the $40 million a year span minimum for a franchise quarterback. There are people out there that don't think that Dak can get it done as a franchise quarterback or he's not even a um, franchise quarterback start. There are some people who think he's average. And then there are those of us who, again, like myself, I've been a Dak supporter from day one, um, who think that he can lead this team to where they want to go. Um, for, you know, just just basically for him to be seen as a franchise quarterback. Again, like I said, a deep playoff run, maybe the Super Bowl tops. Um, They're going to be paying more than what the highest paid quarterbacks, the two highest paid quarterbacks in the league are getting paid now. Honestly. So it's going to cost the Cowboys more to keep Dak than it would have with just one year less on a on a long on a deal, on, on a four year contract, just one year less, and that, that that was it. That's all they really had to do. I think they dropped the ball on that because now to keep him, say if he succeeds as, you know, many of us Cowboys fans hope he succeeds. If he reaches that ultimate goal to get that Lombardi Trophy, then it's going to cost the Cowboys more than it would have to sign him this year or even maybe last year it's going to cost them more so i think they kind of got behind the eight ball on that one but right now there's a little bit of restructuring going on in dallas and there's speculation about uh what that's for a lot of people are hoping to address the safety position it's for signing earl thomas um and some people are thinking that it's to sign Dak to a long-term deal to a long-term deal excuse me um no one knows right now. Only people that know this are those in the organization who actually uh, broker and land the deals and uh, manage the players. So none of us knows. Um, me, myself, I'm hoping it is to sort of get uh, a Dak Prescott deal done. Um, but if it gets a Earl Thomas deal done, that's also welcome. But... The restructuring more so is, I guess, to sort of uh, alleviate any kind of burden the cap is going to suffer, especially 
you know, with the effects of the pandemic and not a whole lot of fan um, activity in the stadiums as a result of the pandemic. So I am inclined to think it's to get a DAC deal done. Um, but that's just me. Um, we won't know until the details come out. <laughs> we won't even know until the press release comes out. So all we're doing here is sitting and waiting. So that's all we can really do. Um, so hopefully everything works out the way it does. And I want Dak in the saddle. I want him back in the saddle next year and for the years to come. So hopefully that's what that is, uh, that restructuring is going, is going on for. Um, so we'll see. We shall see. So we're heading into Sunday. Got the game against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And it's supposed to be in Los Angeles, barring any kind of sudden postponement due to, you know, effects of the wildfires out in California. Um, hopefully that game stays intact because they're currently monitoring, monitoring the air quality in the area um, just to make sure that everything is good to go at the stadium. It would be the inaugural, uh, inaugural game at the L.A. Rams stadium. Um, and basically from the images, it looks spectacular. But I'm not here to talk about this stadium because, hey, AT&T Stadium is where it's at. Um, not the game, but, you know, that's where, you know, that's pretty much the standard. That's the standard. Um, so I digress. Um, Cowboys versus Rams, Sunday night football, the, the, the bright lights, big time, prime time game. Um, I expect the Cowboys to come out trying to make a statement and making a serious statement that they're not to be undermined, underestimated, or trifled with. Now, the Rams have a, have a pretty good defense up front. The guy to worry about always is Aaron Donald. This guy is a beast. Like, <laughs> this guy is someone who commands immediately double teams, and if you can, triple teams. But usually, yes, no, he's the guy you want to worry about first and foremost, you know. You've got uh, Michael Brockers um, on that line as well. He can cause havoc as long as Aaron Donald is keeping other people on the offensive line busy. And with uh, Lyle Collins being on the uh, injured reserve list, he can come back uh, after week three, from what I understand, according to the new collective bargaining agreement. Um, he can come back uh, after week three. But right now, we would definitely need to, we would definitely be good if we had him for the game tomorrow night. Um, so I believe it's Cameron Irving that's going to be uh, taking first team or just going to be taking snaps in his place. So hopefully that uh, helps out. And it lends, say, if he's uh, not as effective as a Collins would be, uh, the big question mark is which tight end can stay in and chip block and help out in that regard. Would it be Blake Jarwin? Would it be Blake Bell? Um, are they going to use a fullback? Um, those are questions that uh, we have. Uh, those are questions that we are all going to have marching into Sunday night. Um, I think that uh, I don't know. I think that we're going to have to run the ball. Start the game off with you know running the ball, then we mix it up a bit. Um, I think as long as we can do that, if we can make the holes and or the gaps for uh, Zeke to run through, I think Zeke can have a great night. 
Um, I think uh, Dak can have a, a pretty decent night. You know, I don't expect him to put up over 300 yards. But again, if your quarterback has to keep putting up 300-yard games, something needs to be addressed in your offense, in my opinion. Um, or putting up uh, games that are over 300, 400 yards, then something needs to be addressed. But I think that, you know, if they if they make everything work um, to get to, to feed that feed Ezekiel Elliott, feed number 21, then... He can uh, he can have a really good night. Um, again, like I said, I don't expect Dak to have to throw the ball 40 times, but I would expect Dak to be able to um, get the ball out to the receivers and to the tight end, you know, um, at, at points and make impact plays there. Um, <clears throat> CeeDee Lamb, oh, well, I think he's probably going to have an okay game, you know, for being a rookie and everything. Um, uh, I think they're probably going to have some a veteran corner. It won't be Jalen Ramsey because I'm pretty sure Jalen Ramsey uh, is the, the hundred plus million dollar man in the defensive, in the defensive back setting the bar for defensive backs. Uh, uh, now I think he's going to be on Amari Cooper. So uh, the, 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 that's going to be a matchup to watch. You're going to have Jalen Ramsey versus Amari Cooper. Um, and we're going to see how that turns out. Um, but I say in the receiving core, the matchups to probably watch is whoever might be on CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup versus whoever the number two corner is for the uh, Rams. I think if you focus on getting the ball out and somehow to either of them, Gallup or Lamb even, what's going to happen is it's probably going um, to uh, force the Rams to maybe spread out a little bit and you can get Zeke some room or, you know, or more room. You want to start the ball off, uh, start off with Zeke, in my opinion. Um, it's going to force the Rams to have to uh, account for, <coughs> excuse me, account for those guys. Then, um, then who's going to play Coop? Because if, Ray, if uh, Ramsey starts playing man, and then they have to account for, say, whichever tight end they might have to, you know, that lines up, um, if they're not having to help out uh, on the right side, um, there's going to be some zone coverage. So that might open up Coop for some uh, some catches down the line there, um, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll see how that works out. So it, it looks like it's just, you know, opportunities everywhere on the offense. If they just get started, get started early, often, um, consistently. And, you know, they just make it all work out. So... If they get everybody involved, get it going, then um, I think the Cowboys can, uh, on offense, be effective and they can come away with a win. Um, on defense, uh, I think that front, I think it's all going to come down to keeping that front seven uh, ready. Again, like I said, that defense apparently is going to have multiple looks, and that in and of itself keeps an offense guessing. So even if they've seen it before, oh, what's going to happen when they call certain uh, audibles in the defense out? Then you're probably going to get a look that doesn't even look familiar. So I'm excited to see that on defense as well. And plus, you know, we have that line, you know, stacking in. We've got Alden Smith, who, according to camp reports, is looking like he never left. Um, we've got him. We've got, uh, like I said, we got Poe. Um, we've got uh, Anton Woods. Um We've got a lot of people on that uh, front line, and you know, then we got our linebackers, of course, minus Sean Lee, who's on the same IR that Lyle, Lyle Collins is. Um, 
Uh, we'll probably get to see what happens with uh, Joe Thomas or someone of that nature. Um, I don't. I I don't think they've activated Francis Bernard from the practice squad's active roster. Um, hopefully they did. Uh, we probably won't know that maybe until tonight, if not tomorrow. But um, I want to see what that rookie's got as well. I've heard he looks all right. Um, or Luke Gifford, if he's healthy um, on the linebacking core. So, again, like I said, that front seven, the possibilities are endless. You know, it's just, you know, keeping them guessing and keeping everybody fresh, rotate them in and out, and get that uh, defense off the field, you know, as fast as possible. Because we had a bad record of keeping our defense on the field a lot last year. It hurt us late in games. And we just don't want that happening this year. We don't want a repeat of that. And under Mike McCarthy, like I said, with uh, everything they're doing, um, with everything that, uh, well, with what little we know that they're doing, let me, let me let me state that yet again. With what little we know that they're doing, um, hopefully that's pretty much the philosophy on defense. Keep the players fresh, rotate them in and out, keep the offense guessing, get that defense off the field, and get that offense up there to go score some points. Either way, I'm looking for a hotly contested game. These are two teams that have played each other well in the last few years here. Even though last year we had a pretty convincing win against them. Um, it's still going to be interesting to see because, you know, you never know what you, you know, we just don't know what we're going to get out of our team. And the Rams, you know, even though they've had to rotate in and out some pieces in the last uh, year or two, um, they've still been... Uh, they've still been in in the foot race as far as contesting um, in the NFC, but we'll see there. Um, like I said, I think that the Cowboys uh, get it going early. You know, we get the stops we need, we get the uh, conversions we need, and get into that end zone. Which is one thing I'm also thinking about is that uh, red zone offense. If if that has changed drastically, we can definitely put the game away. Not put the game away, but we can definitely win. We can walk out of there with a victory. So if we can put all those pieces together, um, if we can finally see what this team has got, then I think we can win the game. I think we can win the game convincingly. Um, I'd say a prediction for a score could be, I'd say about 37, 24 Cowboys. That's just my thought on the game. But either way, I think Dallas seeks to make a statement going into this game so those lights go on I will definitely be at be uh, at attention ready to see what happens and hopefully we walk away with that victory so I um, with that I'm going to go ahead and uh, call wrap this one up wrap this uh, episode up uh, before I go um, something I want to do here. I want to uh, take this time to dedicate this uh, episode to a good friend of mine, a great friend of mine, actually. Um, he, like myself, he's a Cowboys fan. Um, he uh, passed on in February. Um, uh, before we could even get a chance to, you know, send him off with a proper goodbye, uh, the pandemic hit and everything, and you know, then everything was postponed and we just did not know when we were going to actually get together to have a service in his honor. Um, 
We've uh, been friends for a number of years. Again, like I said, we both love the Dallas Cowboys very much. Um, you know, we would always get together and watch the games, and we talk and do our own analysis. Um, and we were always excited to see the Cowboys come out and play. Um, hanging with him was definitely truly a privilege, um, and we always had a good time. Um, so, you know, I mean, aside from that, he'd always been a great friend, um, a guy I could confide in, you know, and, you know, in my own circle of friends, a guy, you know, one of the, one of the guys I could confide in. Um, and we were, we were very close, you know, friends. So I just want to dedicate this, though I never got, the, well, though I haven't gotten the chance to properly eulogize him. Um, hopefully, um, throughout the season and everything, hopefully this will be a symbolic way of, well, just, you know, doing the podcast and, you know, everything about the season. Hopefully this will symbolically give him, um, the dedication that, uh, that he deserves, uh, as a good friend and confidant and a man I would call a big brother, um, so to speak. So I dedicate this uh, episode to the memory of uh, uh, my friend uh, Christopher Knobloch. Going to miss you on this season. May you rest in peace. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, head out. Uh, so we'll catch the game tomorrow night. Um, and then after the game, probably during the week, early during the week, I'll give my thoughts and uh, my uh, perspective on what happened during the game. Um, and we'll get ready for week two. But until then, take care. God bless. I'll see you on the sidelines. Peace. Thank you.